definitely human. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Four strangers have been thrown together by circumstance in rural Cumbria, 1919. After bearing witness to murder and madness at Drakelow Hall, they set out into the woods in the hope of uncovering the truth. But what they find there is more disturbing than anything they could have imagined—an ancient monolith, a mound of teeth, and a promise of more horrors to come in the infinite bad. The Secret of Drakelow Hall, Part Six. Deep in the woods, only partially sheltered from the raging storm, there is a groundskeeper's shack, and within our heroes gaze upon a scene of pure horror. Arthur Watson is lying at the foot of an immense pile of human teeth. His body is limp. His mouth gapes open. Lips curled against his raw, empty gums. Both his hands are gone. One wrapped in days-old gauze, the other a fresh and bloody stump. Is he alive? No, he's quite dead. Okay. Uh, make wisdom checks or twelve, four, five, eleven. Okay, so unfortunately, all of you are going to gain twenty dread at this point. That makes sense. <laughs> This is uh, this is bad. Mm. <laughs> <Ooh>. um. <clears throat> I begin immediately to look for my cigarette and smoke. Okay. I back out of the room to get some is fresh air outside. I'll check on this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem very alcohol. It just seems like yeah. someone's taking pliers to yeah. people's mouths. Making a cold check though. Yeah. Twenty. Oh wow. Um. <laughs> um you you do remember reading in some dusty forgotten tome uh about the exotic practices of a lost sect of Egyptian uh priests well doctor priests at the time and they would 
somewhat too too enthusiastically remove the teeth as the teeth they considered a sign of impurity that replaced the teeth then further on with with either fake bone teeth and things like that uh there's some there's some connection there that you can see about the ritualistic removal of teeth uh there's also a connection you can see with the removal of hands themselves that uh removing the hands or it was considered a sign of particular emasculation or humiliation of the enemy uh and consequently there was this 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 sect of 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 doctors really who would accumulate hands as a sign of their of their own prestige um yeah you you you're making those connections i'm glad <laughs> yes <laughs> will you be sharing any of those uh... oh. Yes, I don't see why I should suffer alone. Yes, I tell you all about this. <laughs> oh, God. Pretty gnarly. Do you really think that's what could be going on here? There's an obelisk right outside. How did um, Arthur Watson die, though? And he just bled out from his hands? Uh, you taking a closer look at him with a medicine check? Mm. 17. So it looks like his bloody stump would not have been enough to kill him, but he does have almost exactly the same wounds you saw on the other soldier. His teeth appear to have been all ripped out recently, uh, as has his tongue. And you can see that the corners of his mouth are ripped as if something enormous passed through there. Okay. Uh, what else is in the like around the perimeter of the room? Is it the teeth are in the middle, middle mm-hmm. and like a mound? Mm-hmm. Arthur Watson's right next to the pile of mm-hmm. teeth. Mm-hmm. What's... So make an investigation check. 18. Wow. Okay. So uh, among the various items here, you see some very old groundskeeper's equipment, some hoes, some shears, some pliers, things like that. Uh, you notice that there are two pistols, a hunting rifle against the wall uh, on a peg, and a woodsman's axe. You also notice, investigating the teeth more closely, that it is only incisors and canines, notably missing are any molars. I'd like to pick up a handful of teeth. <laughs> okay, uh, so make a wisdom check. Uh, this one, yeah? Mm-hmm. Seven. Okay, so you gain ten dread. As you pick up the teeth, uh, you can smell and feel them. You can smell the saliva on them, the tartar on them. You can feel the the slick, uh, viscous saliva on them, and they feel warm to you. Uh, I quickly drum it down and turn. Yeah, the teeth, all right. (laughs) I just thought it was best to be sure. Here's a hint of consomme smell. I'm like wiping the teeth (laughs) that are still stuck to my hands. Is there any blood on any of the like implements or weapons in the room? Uh, Yeah, so there is a large pair of pliers that has blood on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the woodsman's axe is it's been used but not bloody and the pistols and rifle are loaded but don't seem to have been fired. I think we should take the weapons. I think it makes sense we all take a gun. I would like yeah. to take one of the pistols. Oh, yes. I'm, I, uh, I'll i take one, just in case. We, we, we probably won't have to use them, but uh, it's better to, in case we need to... I'm going to take the axe. Okay. I'm, like, good at amputating limbs anyway, <laughs> so I feel like I... <laughs> just watch you pick up the axe. It's like, why is that the one you get? We've got guns. Why are you going for the axe? What's wrong with you? I don't think I know how to fire a gun, but I definitely know how to use an axe. So 
I'm what, taking the axe. What are you say? Are you saying you're going to use the axe to? There's a pile of teeth. Do you not see the pile of teeth? I, I mean, I like something's really deny. sick. We're like not, there's. That doesn't mean we suddenly turn into savages <laughs> ourselves. For God's sake. No, but in self-defense, I will use this axe. I want to keep my teeth. <laughs> I'm like really attached to my teeth. Fine. I, I take. Uh, I take the rifle. I suppose. Great. So you've taken a pistol, uh, Sebastian's taken a rifle, and Dorothy's taken an axe. Are you taking anything, Joy? I'm happy with my cachet of current weapons. Yeah, because you've got a hammer, <laughs> a syringe, and a pistol. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> Great. Okay. So now what? Is there anything else outside the shack around the, what is it, monolith? Or I mean, there were... Any other footprints, footprints or signs right. of broken mm-hmm. branches? Or Does it look like uh, Arthur died, like, recently? Very recently? Yes, you can still Some see. Some of the footprints were oh, his, wow. you assume. Blood is still oozing from uh, the stump on his. Well, is on it one arm. set of footprints or two? You only saw one. It seems unlikely that he would have walked there mm. and killed himself there, right? Maybe he was carried. You know what else seems unlikely, Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yes, the pile of teeth seems unlikely. I think he was like carried in there, like incapacitated and carried in, right? Mm. Maybe that's why we saw the footprints because they were so heavy. Yeah. I think we need to go back to the manor, maybe. And talk to them, yes, good idea. (laughs) Just talk things through. I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for all of this. We'll go back and we'll talk to. uh... I think we should talk to that guy on the second floor with the blood. I know you can't talk to him, right? He's all. Yeah, dead eyed but we should check inside his mouth check his tongue is still there check yeah. why is there blood coming out what's happening with his teeth yeah. and he was talking last we saw him so his tongue's definitely still there was he talking he wasn't he was just staring blankly yeah. he, he was talking, talking at first but he was staring blankly the last time he's like but remember but at first when we saw him he was really chatting him. Mm-hmm. he was talking mm. yeah but briefly yeah yeah, yeah. not very much so that's who we should talk to she seemed to have her head on her shoulders go talk to her. I think that Nurse Ackland is definitely complicit in whatever is happening mm, here. Highly yes. unlikely. I... Agree <laughs> to disagree. Maybe, maybe we, ser- we should search the West... I don't know, I'm thinking it's the West Wing. The wing. The residential the wing. The residential yeah. wing, mm, yeah. Definitely. Is there a way back into the house that doesn't sort of require us to meet anyone? Can we, we slip in unnoticed? Yeah, we do have a, a lot idea. of guns and an axe <laughs> now, so... <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay. So you can start making your way back towards the the manor now. Okay. You step outside. The door of the shack swings limply again on its hinges, uh, occasionally slamming into the shack as you walk away from it, making you start and turn around to make sure nothing's behind you. But nothing is. And you walk your way through the woods. Make constitution checks, guys. Three. Three. Fourteen. Nineteen. Wow. Okay, so the rain and the chill have begun to wear on you, Joy and Cornelia. Uh, your frail, relatively frail, childlike constitution and your advanced age uh, mean that you take two points of damage from exposure. Uh, on the other hand, you both seem to be galvanized mm. by the climactic nature of these events, and you stride forward with renewed purpose. Just a bit of rain. Never hurt anyone. Okay. Uh, now you've reached the back end of the manor, and you can see that there is a, a much smaller service door uh, next to fronting on the garden that you presume will lead you into the kitchens. 
Uh, it seems to be closed, but not locked. Copy that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sneakily. Make stealth checks. Three. Five. Sixteen. Five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so both of you, perhaps because of your of your uh, of the fact that you're so cold, you're taking it a bit more slowly, Joy and Cornelia, uh, taking it a bit more cautiously. However, uh, Sebastian and Dorothy are really buoyed by their <laughs> sense of bullish certainty and slam open the door, <laughs> looking inside. Uh, the the, the rain pours in, uh, and and Joy and Cornelia kind of huddle in after them. But but it's it's, it's a relatively loud scene. Your entrance. <laughs> <laughs> looking around now, though. Uh, you can see there's no one around. Draclo Hall is now cold and dark. Several of the windows seems to ha- seem to have been blown open in the storm, admitting vicious lashes of rain and wind that have already torn some of the curtains off their moorings. Within the space of less than an hour since you left, the manor has come to look abandoned for years. There's water damage you did not notice before, ravaging the wood panelling of the Great Hall. There's caked soot choking the ovens in the kitchens that you're in. Uh, proceed from from the edge of the kitchen that you're in. You can see across the hall into uh, into the nursery ward where where the patients slept, and you can see that many of their patients' metal cots now lie stained and overturned like dead spiders in the converted nursery. Wow, this is pretty spooky. Make perception checks. Eleven, two, fifteen, seventeen. Both uh, Joy and Dorothy notice that there are some signs of struggle especially in the kitchen. There are things overturned on the floor. Uh, A a container of milk still drips from the counter to the floor as if it was spilled not moments ago. You also notice a trap door uh, in the pantry, just off the kitchen. You notice a trap door at the end of the pantry. Well, obviously we shouldn't go down there. (laughs) We should probably... uh, We should definitely go down there. Explore, see if we can find Mm. someone. We've got lamps already. Mm-hmm. So, really? Down we go. Yep. Really? Down we go. Oh. Well, obviously, I'll go first then. Um, I go down into the trapdoor first. Okay. Are you trying to go stealthily? No. I've <laughs> got lamps, well, so. Um, the trapdoor has a, a tunnel hewn into the ground with iron fittings that serve as a makeshift ladder. Uh, you make your way down maybe 20 feet and it is even colder and damper down here. Uh, the walls seem to be sweating moisture. Uh, you assume that it might have been some sort of wine cellar in the past or some sort of canteen situation underground. Uh, but at this point, you see that there's almost no light. You can see a vague glimmer of light up ahead in the passage. The floor of the passage is covered with white sheeting completely. And you notice that there's copious streaks of reddish brown uh, all across it. Just came here to see my friend George. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. Uh, oh God! Do you think? Do you think they killed George? Oh no! Are we all down? That's no, my aunt. you're all down. My poor aunt. Poor Agatha. Agatha. Uh, okay, so at the end of the passageway, you hear kind of choking sound mm. I think we should probably sneak we've got to check this out but we've got to do it stealthily yeah mm. Sebastian I'm looking at you I can I see in the light 
you can see, but the passage curves away, so you can't see what's what's on the other. Well, what's at the end of the passage, basically? Okay, I turn, I guess, to the others and sort of hold the light a little bit too close to their face and say, "I think we should probably sneak, <laughs> <laughs> go in a bit stealthy." You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, so who is someone going to try to approach stealthily? Yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you stay here if you want to. I understand. You're all women. <laughs> Seven. Are the rest of you trying to follow? I no, follow. fuck him. Let him go. <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> uh, I'll follow. Okay, and you're following. Yeah. Sixteen. 19. Wow. Okay. This is the first stealth check that I've gotten over three on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, taking off to Joy's example, uh, Dorothy follows in their footsteps, hugging the wall, sticking to the shadows that are cast by Sebastian's highly held gas lantern um, <laughs> as he strides forth, chest puffed out. Uh, and you turn, make the turn about. 50 feet in and the choking sound is getting louder and it sounds like someone's gagging, choking something uh, mm. like that. Like, yeah, like food's gone down the wrong way or something, but more intense, more painful. Mm. And you can see uh, you come into a small room. It looks like almost like it might have been set up as an office once. There's a small table with a lantern on it, uh, casting off a soft glow. But on the floor, you can see uh, two mutilated bodies of two different soldiers. You don't know their names. Uh, you never exchange names with them, but you recognize them from the dinners that you've had. Mm. They're on the floor, uh, mutilated almost beyond recognition. Uh, but standing over them is the hunched figure of head nurse Ackland. <gasps> she's turned away from you, uh, crouched over one of them, and she's got a bone saw in one hand and she's holding a pistol in the other. I say, um, hello. I hold up the gun. She is standing up slowly and turning towards you. The choking, coughing sound is coming from her, you notice. Her steely grey eyes are now wrinkled with with almost a look of alarm on her face and you can see that something is pulsing in her throat. And then you notice a finger, then a knuckle, then a whole hand begins to claw its way out of her mouth. Her mouth is entirely filled now with this gnarled, moist, bloody hand that is is tearing its way through her jaw. Uh, and it's now protruding out of her mouth, limply hanging. And then suddenly a, a, a spurt of activity takes it and it, the, the fingers writhe like tentacles. She lets out a muffled screech from behind the hand and lunges towards you. Roll for an Ten. Seven. Four. Nine. Oh, <laughs> okay, uh, before this, can you guys make wisdom checks, please? Yeah. Twelve. Seven. Eight. Is that nineteen? Six. Or sixteen. Sixteen, I think. Okay. <laughs> That's a sixteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all of you except for Sebastian... Gain 25 dread. Sebastian, yeah. you gain 15. Pretty high now. What are you on? 80. Oh, yeah, you're freaking out a bit, Cornelia. <laughs> okay, so uh, Joy, you go first. Well, I'm pointing the pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, I order her to stay where she is and not come any closer. 
Okay, make an intimidate check at disadvantage. Does that mean I have to roll two? Yes. Ten. Okay, uh, you cry out to her, trying to make some sort of appeal to whatever humanity you feel she may have left. Uh, however, there's not enough of it to hold her advance. She uh, instead raises her pistol to point at you, Joy. Damn it. And fires. Oh no. You take five points of damage uh, as her shot finds its mark in your shoulder. Uh, the, the momentum of it and the impact spins you around uh, and you drop your gun in the shock of the wound. Dorothy. How far away is she? Is, is She's about nurse? 10 feet away. I don't think the axe is going to be that helpful. Um, I'm going to pick up the pistol. The one she dropped. Yeah, yep. exactly. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot. Her. I'm gonna shoot her. Go for it. Seven. Okay. Uh, in in your panic, the shot rings out. It impacts into the wall behind her, but it doesn't find its mark. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Cornelia. Okay, I'm properly freaking out now. Mm -hmm. I start screaming and firing the pistol. Go for it. 14. Oh, that's a hit. Roll for damage. Come on, Camille. Six. Wow, okay. Uh, so the shot hits her square in the sternum. Uh, you can see her the, the buttons on her, on her blouse blow open. You can see a gaping wound on her chest now. Uh, you can see something inside it now, though. It's something pulsing on the other side of it. And it, it, through the bullet hole, you can see one finger poke its way out and just start grasping at the air hungrily. Uh, she she falls to one knee, then slowly gets back up on both legs and continues her advance. Uh, Sebastian. I would like to shoot it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Six. Okay, uh, you pick up the you, you pick up your rifle, you go into your practice uh, firing position, pull back the bolt, but notice that there is not a bullet in it. <laughs> 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 Um, so yeah, you don't, you don't manage to hit this time. I start laughing. What <laughs> 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 dread score are you on? 65. That's quite high as well. Joy. I have one hit point left. Does that mean I'm pretty well spent? Or have I still got some? I mean, if you take any more damage, you'll become unconscious, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember my needle I have mm -hmm. stowed away in my jacket and I lunge towards her and try and stab it into the, the chest where this gaping hole and finger is coming out of. Mm, good thought. Make an attack. <laughs> 18. Nice. nice. Okay. Uh, now roll 1d6 for damage. One. Okay, that's just the damage of you slamming this syringe with its massive needle into, into the chest wound that was created by uh, Cornelia's bullet. Uh, you can see that Nurse Ackland looks down at the syringe with, with something of a sense of recognition, then looks up hatefully into your eyes. As you push the plunger in, uh, you, can, you can feel the, the, the nurse's body grow limp around the needle, and her eyes are the last thing to extinguish as she stares up at you hatefully as her body crumples to the floor. Badass. I take a look at the two soldiers. Are they still yeah. alive? 
nope, they are dead. Both their hands have been removed, as have their teeth. Is there any sign of the hands anywhere around the room? No, but you can see that this room is not the end of the passage. The passage leads further on. And now that the dust has settled on this fight, you can hear that there is murmuring of several voices coming from the room ahead. I load my revival. <laughs> yes. I, I walk towards the memory. So I think they've heard us. We might as well just walk yeah. in there. As, a, as a, I, I sort of turn and say, obviously you should all stay here, so do that. I'm going to go sort of sort this mess out. Goodbye. Okay. And then I walk. Um, Babenberg's an idiot, so I'm going to go first <laughs> with a gun. Okay. Uh, and the rest, and, and yeah, we'll follow. Yeah, we'll yeah. Okay, so Cornelia and, and Battenberg are now kind of jostling to be the first <laughs> ones to enter the the room ahead. In front of you is a large circular chamber. After about fifty feet of passage further, it may once have been the main wine cellar of this estate, but now you can see that white sheeting, cotton sheeting, has been laid out over the entire floor. In places, it's crumpled for ha- from having been stepped on so much, and there are red-brown stains and wet streaks across most of it. In the centre is what looks like a bed, but it's surrounded with a tall white curtain on all sides, hanging from a stand. Uh, the curtain stirs gently, and you don't know what's inside. Around this, uh, around this curtain stand, you can see both of the doctors that you saw earlier. Uh, yesterday, uh, and the rest of the nurses. Some of them are holding bright gas lanterns, but all of them seem to be in rapt attention to whatever is happening beyond the curtain. Dr. Blythe is murmuring something and wiping his brow with a handkerchief. Nigel and Tom are there as well, and they're talking conspiratorially to each other. Nigel's eyes are wide with fear. What do you want to do? Have they noticed us? Uh, I, some of them have. In fact, Tom's eyes are darting from his conversation with Nigel to all of you and then back. I guess I walk up to Nigel and okay. say, uh, you, Nigel, what's, wait, what's, what's going on? What is this? Okay. I want to ready a shot. Okay. At Nigel. <laughs> Not at me, then. <laughs> as, as you clear your throat and begin speaking, Sebastian, uh, Dr. Blythe turns to you. His eyes are wide with surprise, almost as if he didn't know that you were here. Uh, then you hear a terrible sound coming from within the curtains. It is a scream in the melody of an impossibly loud, mewling infant, but with the tone and husk of an ancient in its death throes. You can hear inchoate and rageful notes in it, and you know that the scream has a direction. It is pointed at you. And as the nurses behind the curtain step towards you with their lanterns, you can see thrown into horrific silhouette the figure inside. It's a swarming nest of hands, taller than a man, fingers grasping and waving like a parody of a human shape. A voice emerges from within the curtain saying, Stop them! Stop them before they get to the horses! Dr. Blythe steps towards you now uh, and he pulls something from his coat pocket as well, another pistol. Tom it seems to be ready as well. But what what concerns you more is that whatever is is within this, this curtained bed is now tipping over the curtain and is stepping towards you. Make wisdom checks, guys. 18. 10. 16. 19. Okay. Uh, you got a 10? 18. Who got a 10? I did. Okay, you get 25 dread, the rest of you get 15 dread. 
A sweet 105. Okay, uh, Cornelia is full-on hysterical now. Uh, I start firing <laughs> whenever I can. Okay. The next thing I can do. Okay, so his situation, there's uh, six nurses in here. They've all got syringes, except for two who have gas lanterns. Uh, there's this horrific thing inside the curtain. There's the two doctors, and there's Tom and Nigel. What did they mean about the horses? I guess there's stables. I guess we could escape with the horses if we wanted to. I think maybe throw the lantern at the thing and run for it. Yeah. I'm that would be that. the same thing to do, but... Cornelia, <laughs> no. <laughs> One of five dread. I Keep that firing. shoe on. Yep. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm Yeah, I'm going to throw my lantern uh, almost instinctively at the, um, the hand mm-hmm. creature. Mm-hmm. And then turn to be like at the others, like let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, make an attack, and you make an attack as well with your gun. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so uh, your lantern finds its mark. Uh, the curtain begins to go up in flames. And you can see whatever's inside it is now wreathed in flames and burning scraps of curtain. And it seems to have only made it angrier. And it's now clawing its way through the, the, through the incinerating cloth and stepping towards you. And you can't even, you can't even look at it full on. Uh, so horrific is it, especially wreathed in flame. You can start to smell uh, the smell of, of burning flesh and fat trickling down its form. Uh, your shot, where was it? You were just firing wildly. Firing, yes. Yeah. Uh, roll for damage. Eight. Right, you hit Nurse Boskin square between the eyes. Uh, she Never drops to the floor, her syringe quivering in the ground as it sticks into it. The other nurses start start dashing towards you. Uh, you've turned around uh, as if to run. What are the What are the rest of you I'm doing? I'm running. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm running too. And I, I think I'm going to try to convince... Cornelia, that she should come with us. Like I might just. I grab allow her. myself to be convinced and run away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you are running back up the passage now. I want you to make one athletics check each to keep ahead of the nurses and the doctors. Three. Yeah, you get uh, you get advantage on this check, Sebastian. But the rest of you, if you, yeah, as you try to make your way, where the stables. Well, oh, I guess we're just trying to get up the mm. trap door, right? Okay. Right now. Yeah, maybe we can close the door or something. Yeah. Go for it. 13. 13? Uh, 12. 12? 9. 9? 3. 3. Okay. I have been shot in the arm, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still clutching at your shoulder wound. Uh, you managed to make it to the, uh, to the trap door and the ladder now, uh, but you're a bit slower than the rest of them. So the nurses are now catching up to you. They're not quite at you yet. Sebastian! Okay, I but you've lost some ground. Turn around to sort of go to the back of the group. Okay, make a strength check. Uh, 15? 15, okay. You go to the back, you heave her forward uh, <laughs> <laughs> as if she's made of paper and uh, push, her, push her up the ladder and she goes manages to go up quite easily. Okay, so now you are, um, you've come out of the trap door now, you're in the pantry area, and you can hear the nurses maybe uh, 15 seconds behind you. 
Is there anything we can put over the trapdoor? Yeah. Something heavy? Shunt something can I heavy. Uh, point the rifle down mm-hmm. mm, and yeah. shoot at them as they're climbing up the ladder? Okay, and the others want to pull... There's shelves in the pantry. You can try to tip one over the... So yeah. while you're doing that, we're, we're shunting something yeah. closer towards, yeah. Well, you guys are. I don't know how helpful yeah. I'm being. Okay. I'm sort of holding my rifle there like, I don't um, I don't want to shoot some nurses. It feels wrong, you know. I'll throw some pots and pans down to slow their progress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Cornelius throwing pots and pans down. Sebastian is kind of nervously aiming his rifle down to see if anything comes through. And Joy and Dorothy are pushing a shelf over. So make a strength check, both of you. I mean, I've been shot in the arm, so I don't know how I'm doing this, but... Three. <laughs> okay. Um, so unfortunately, you're you're straining and pushing. Uh, now the nurses are at the bottom of the of the trapdoor. Now uh, make your shot. I mean, maybe someone wants to take my place. It it, it just seems like it would make more sense for me to would, push the, and you sense. take the gun. Yeah. Yeah. If you see sense. what I mean. That does make sense. I, okay. I just give yeah. my rifle to Dorothy. Okay. Have my pots and pans had any effect? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them seems to have caught her foot in one of the pots and is uh, clanging her way up the up the ladder. Good. Good. Okay. Can okay. I um, try and push some stuff down now? Yes. Now you make an attack. Okay. I'm sixteen. Okay, and roll for damage with the <clears throat> rifle. That? So that's three d six. Oh. Uh, eight. Okay, so this is Nurse Maynard, the one who is screaming in the room. Uh, she's looking up at you savagely, her protruding teeth uh, snarling at you, uh, and your bullet goes straight into her open mouth, comes out the other side of her head, and she drops back down onto the nurse who was climbing up after her. Uh, you make a strength check now, Sebastian. 16. 16. Uh, where Joy and Dorothy could not push the shelf over, you managed to do it with one hand and one shoulder leaned up against it. The shelf, uh, which was full of crates of potatoes, parsnips, marrows, falls with a crash over the top of the pantry. Uh, you can hear cries of alarm and dismay below, but you also hear, you can hear the sound, almost a skittering sound of, of a thousand nails and a thousand fingers crawling its way up the hallway. That is about maybe 30 seconds away. Stables. Okay, so now are you making your way towards the stables as quick as you can? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, make another athletics check, guys. And again, use Sebastian at advantage. Two, yeah. Seven. Seven. Nine. 15. Okay. Once again, Sebastian, you lope out ahead with your perfect runner's form. Uh, but behind you, you can see that the three uh, the three ladies are struggling a little bit more. Uh, I again, run back to the back of the group. <laughs> I get a full circle. Um, okay. Uh, as you run back, you've made your way out of the, of the kitchen back door. When you hear the shelf ex- that you that you laid over the pantry opening exploding into splinters, you can hear now uh, several people coming out of it. You can see, or you can hear Doctor Blythe's voice saying, "Quick, get them!" Um, as you're making your way. However, you're at the stables now, and you can see the the four horses inside pawing nervously at the ground and looking around, their breath steaming in the air. So are we just going to go and call the police? Yes, that yes. sounds very sensible. They can probably sort all this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Okay. Let me check out that lemon tree. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come back for the lemon tree. <laughs> Make one final dexterity check, guys. One. <laughs> Seven. Eighteen. Thirteen. Okay, so the three of you have gotten on your horses. Cornelia has gone over and on the other side and fallen to the ground. Uh, you take two points of damage. <gasps> For God's sake, woman! I'll try again whenever it's convenient. <laughs> okay, so uh, I get off my horse and try to help Cornelia onto hers. Okay, as you're doing it, you notice that Dr. Blythe has slammed open the, the back door of the manor and now sees that you're in the stables. He takes a wild shot at you. Uh, misses, though. Uh, in, in say, Just grazes past one of the horses. You're getting on the horse just in time. Uh, the, the, the bullet grazes the rump of your horse and your horse bolts. Um, Worked out perfectly. <laughs> out of there. Sebastian, you managed to get back on the horse with no problems. Uh, the four of you are now all on horses following the lead of Cornelia's horse which bolted they all peg it out of the stables the horses are steaming and foaming underneath you now bearing you further and further from the manor they seem to know instinctively to head straight into the forest you burst into the woods and the horses seem to only pick up speed as branches and twigs whip past your face opening small cuts on your cheeks (laughs) the clouds part and the rain slows to a gentle patter as the horses bear our heroes on to the city. Dorothy Taylor, Cornelia Cavendish, Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Joy Dutton, four unlikely companions, bound together by fate. Who, if anyone, will believe their story? What, if anything, will become of Drakelow Hall, now that its terrible secret has been revealed? There are so many questions yet to be answered. Our heroes turn and look at one another as the country roads twist on before them and no one speaks a word. You've been listening to The Secret of Drakelow Hall, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Games Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at Human Definitely and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. This is the end of The Secret of Drakelow Hall. If you enjoyed the adventure, please rate and review the show on iTunes. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production. Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy will return in The Tomb of Arresnufis on the 6th of September. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.